when you're putting content out there and not many people are liking it, that's not an indication of whether people really like it, if that kind of makes sense. I had um, a guy who's kind of beginning of his journey, a broker, he said, oh, I put, um, put some content out there about the, the ISAs closing in, in November. And nobody liked it. But I know for a fact, four people opened out their accounts because they told my, my girlfriend that they opened it because of that content. So likes is not an indicator of whether people like it, if that kind of makes sense. You're listening to the Client Catching Podcast, the show that uncovers how high-performing service-based business leaders are successfully navigating the ocean of complexity around growing their business. Now, as anyone with the talent and guts to start a business knows, it takes a lot more to grow one than just being great at what you do, and you can't do it alone. So this podcast will show you how other captains of their own ship, just like you, have found the right strategy to catch more clients, simplified everything, and transform their business. So if you're ready to do the same, then jump aboard and join me, Adam King, host and the captain at Think Like a Fish, and let's go fishing. Hey, how you doing? Adam here, and I wanted to quickly let you know about a brand new 15-minute video training where I show you how to get 5, 10, 15, 25 or more predictable sales appointments every month in just 30 minutes a day, and how you can do all of that without cold calling, networking, relying on referrals, or any of that kind of stuff. Now, I've added that to the podcast gift page, which you can find at thinklikeafish.co.uk slash podcast gift. That's thinklikeafish.co.uk slash podcast gift. And you'll also see all of the other resources and gifts that I've created on that page as well. So hope you go and check that out and, uh, and enjoy what you find. So until you do that, let's get back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Now, I think it's fair to say that 99% of service-based businesses on this, on this little planet of ours, they need more clients. And that means they need more leads. Unfortunately, for around 99% of service businesses, that's where your challenge starts. Because the reality is that marketing a service, it takes time, effort, and a lot of resources. And it's very, very different to marketing and selling a physical product, which is why so many people who are responsible for bringing new business, they struggle with the very top of the pipeline and then being able to effectively nurture them so that no lead falls through the cracks. So if you're finding yourself saying things like, I just need more leads, then really the bottom line is you're not getting in front of enough targeted potential clients in a highly credible way. And it means that you probably don't have a system for bringing new leads and clients on a consistent basis. But don't worry if that's you, because the good news is my guest today is a master at all things lead generation. He's the founder of the Lead Engine, and that's a lead generation agency for financial services and hosts the Lead Generation for Financial Services podcast, and he's the facilitator of a Facebook community of the same name. Now, what you'll start to hear is he's a big believer in people buy from people, as well as being a real advocate for why it's so important to take off the mask and show people the human side of your business. Because if you can earn someone's trust, that's not only when you get a lead, but it's also when you'll start to see more of those leads turning into sales. So I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my guest today on the Client Catching Podcast, Alex Curtis. Alex, welcome to the show. Hello, mate. That was, I don't need to be here now. You've done it. You've said it all. We've got nothing to talk about. You've nailed it. Well, yeah, it's good to catch up and uh, we'll see you later. <laughs> we'll see you later. That is genuinely <laughs> the best intro. Most people say, don't even uh, get the, the name of my podcast. They call it the Lead Engine Podcast. So um, yeah, 10 out of 10 for intro. That's amazing. 
Well, I like to uh, I like to know who I'm talking to, research <laughs> the guest, and um, yeah, at the end of the day, this is all about showcasing you and, and what you do. And and funny enough, you know, you host a, a, a podcast as well. And yeah. I don't know about you, but when I get when I start something and I do it, I kind of get a little bit obsessed with it, and I go <laughs> really into it. And yeah. one of the things I wanted to do is is not just have a podcast that interviews people, but I actually wanted to understand how to become a good host mm-hmm. and really start. Uh, you know, ha- have great conversations and bring out the best in the other person. And and that's not just good for me, it's good for the guests, but it's also good for the listeners. And and I think that comes into a lot of some of the things that you, you talk about, that I mentioned in that introduction, which is mm-hmm. people buy from people. Do you want to sort of explain what you mean by that? I mean, the term's been used, but what do you mean? What, what does it mean to you when you say people buy from people? Uh, I think what it means for me is that if you ask my clients, well, probably more less so now, but if, if you ask my clients when I was freelance and it was just me, they were like, do you work with the lead engine? They'd be like, who's, who's the lead engine? I work with Alex. And the reason they worked with me was because of me. Um, oh, that sounds a bit big head, isn't it? I mean, um, <laughs> but it was, and then the moment the the day after I put my face as like the kind of the hero banner that's on my website, I got a phone call the next day. And this was back when I wasn't getting a lot of leads. And the guy said, I called you because you're willing to put your face in front of your business. You um, believe in it that much that you are willing to put your face in front of it. And I was like, wow, that was, that was the, not because I was top of Google, not because I did something fancy technical. It was because a picture of my face was on there. Like in terms crazy, of crazy, crazy yeah. idea. And um, yeah, for anyone that, that, that hasn't, uh, you know, if you're listening on the audio version, go and take a look because Alex has probably got one of the best beards in financial services. Um, although, <laughs> if, not I would, in, if not the world, although I would, I would uh, suggest you compare uh, with one of the previous guests that I had on, um, who's also a financial advisor, funny enough, uh, Martin Bamford. He's also got a pretty good beard. So maybe the two of you could have a beard off or something at some point. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I think I was just talking about Martin Bamford. Did, is, I might have the wrong person here, but did he used to host on Bloomberg? Uh, no, no, no. He's a, oh. he's a financial advisor. He runs a financial advisory business, but he also runs an agency where he helps financial advisors with their content strategy and, right. um, doing all those sorts of things. So yeah, it's probably, I know who he is. Yes. Yeah. No, sorry. I do know who that person is. I've never spoke to them. I've seen them on Twitter. No, absolutely. We should speak. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just compare beards if nothing else. Um, I have I can't remember what his beard looks like. And because of that, I can safely say that mine's probably better. Well, I guarantee you're going to go and like, have a look stalk him now aren't you literally can we pause (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't have beard and glasses does he because that's Uh, that's not not when i spoke to him but it's not to say that he doesn't (laughs) (laughs) so beards aside yeah um when it comes to financial services and marketing there's all Mm -hmm. sorts of things that are quite unique in that in that arena in Mm -hmm. in terms of things like compliance and all the rest of it yeah let's be honest they're they're selling a service that nobody really wants or or they're not particularly, it's not particularly sexy or anything like that. So how do you help people first of all, get the attention Mm -hmm. of potential clients and then really sort of put that P2P piece in place so that they can generate that interest, that attention, that desire, all that kind of thing and, and nurture them on that journey towards becoming a client. Yeah. So, I mean, 
financial services i think well a lot a lot of the financial services we do are things that people definitely do want and they are hunting out for so like mortgages um protection like life insurance uh, equity release they're all they're all things that people are on the lookout which makes it very easy to get in front of them because they're a lot of they are a lot of misunderstandings about those kind of products and they're fairly complicated so although they're not sort of sexy um and then it really annoys me as well when brokers say oh it's boring it's mortgages it's like it's not boring like if i'm a first-time buyer and I didn't realize that I only needed, say, 5% deposit and I thought I needed 10. That's like mega exciting. And you've just told me it. So, like, I, I can't imagine anything more exciting for that person in, in that moment. So, simply, people are asking and looking for information. They're asking questions on Google. You've just got to answer them as you and do it, give your knowledge and without putting a sales pitch on the end and you'll build trust and you can do that in your sleep. It's, it's kind of as simple as that. Um, there's four, four principles that I kind of live by that is like, mm. um, people buy from people. Everyone loves a specialist. You can build rapport by giving information without expectation. And the last one is failure breeds success. So those kind of first three are, are kind of it in a nutshell, really, that if you put yourself out there and you answer those questions on like video as you, um, because people buy from people, everyone loves a specialist. Mm -hmm. So if someone's a first-time buyer and you specialize in helping first-time buyers, they'll pick you over the guy that specializes in everything. Mm -hmm. I'm doing inverted commas for mm -hmm. the podcast. And then um, if you give that information without, so give that information to help them rather than to try and get the sale, You'll build rapport and trust, and they will then want to do business with you. Um, I call it being selfishly unselfish, that the less I try to sell, the more I sell. Does that kind of make sense? It's kind of uh, ironic, isn't it? Yeah. No, it really, it really isn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. And there'll be people listening saying, God, you're so naive. That's ridiculous. But uh, honestly... And then what happens as well is when I'm actually having a sales call, I'm, no, I'm never actually selling because I've got all mm. that information out there. People have already decided they want to work with me before they pick up the phone. Mm. And we literally just talk numbers and does it stack up numbers mm. wise. Yeah. And that's the same for the clients as well, if they're willing to, to do that. And yeah, I don't think it's naive because the inspiration for those four uh, principles, they came from a, uh, from a man who is, is pretty well known, isn't he? Exactly. Uh, a, an absolute genius. Um, Batman. So. Batman. So do you want to tell us about how that happened? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes. Yeah, so for, well, the, the thing is with these principles, we, I think every, everyone knows them already. I think everyone will agree with them. Maybe not the sort of giving without expectation possibly but we all know these and we were obviously at the Upreneur summit in um, november and a guy called todd herman said knowledge isn't power implementing is implementing that knowledge is power so i knew for years and years and years that people buy from people because you hear all these sales people say all oh, the best business is done down the pub because of the relationships they, they built it's all about you so all of this you you kind of know you know that people prefer a specialist because you prefer a specialist if you're going to like get your car fixed um and you've got a peugeot you choose a peugeot garage over an, an audi one or or a guy that oh yeah i'll do anything you we, we, we naturally want to go after special we, we know that yet we're afraid 
to do it because we think, oh, if I specialize in one thing, I'm, I'm missing out on loads of other business. It's, it's fear. And we don't put ourselves out there because we're afraid of putting ourselves out there. Like fear, our, the way our brains work is we're biologically set up to avoid loss and pain. And all those principles are we're afraid of doing, essentially. Mm. That's why people don't do them. And um, so I knew, I knew this, I knew this, I knew this for ages. And I'm, I was losing out on business. I remember losing out. This, there was a guy who specialized in dentist websites. And I missed out on the business to this guy for this dentist. But his sites were rubbish. They were like, they didn't work on mobile. They looked horrendous. But the dentist went with that guy because he was a specialist. Mm. And it just made no sense to me. So I should have clicked, click, you know, all should have sort of clicked for me then. And I missed out on, I remember missing out this guy. I looked at his website and he was like, oh, his face is all over it. It's like, oh, what? He's so full of himself. He's like, he's like in like almost every image is of, of him. But I kept missing out because people got to know him. Mm. I was hiding behind this mask of kind of stock images. I remember missing out on some business, this guy who had a YouTube channel and he was giving away all these like SEO secrets. And I was like, why, why is he giving it away? If he tells everyone how to do it, they'll just go and do it themselves. So I knew it for ages and ages. And I, um, there was a, uh, a guy who's now my business mentor and he was, he used to be on uh, channel four secret millionaire. If you've ever watched that, that right, show. Yeah. It's a guy called Mike Green and he was he donated like every Thursday to our business center to do like drop-in sessions sort of thing and um, I went into it thinking that it was like some sort of Dragon's Den thing and he was gonna like uh, and uh, like him investing a hundred grand in my business would like solve all my problems and I got really worked up and I got to a point I was literally I was working nine day rates a week and I was working for like really rubbish clients, getting any business I could because I was so afraid of losing them because I didn't know how to get new clients. It was bonkers. Mm. And um, so he, we, we talked it through and we worked out that I was afraid of doing all those things, of specializing, of putting my face out there and everything. Um, and then he said um, at the end of, of that session, the last thing he said to me was like, you need to get a plan or get an effing job. <laughs> um you would have thought at that point i would have been yeah. like right yeah let's get a plan in place we'll we'll do all these we'll do all these things and solve all these problems and, and that night i watched uh, batman begins and it all these things it was obviously fresh in my brain it was all kicking around in my brain and then uh, there's a scene in batman begins where liam neeson says um, um if you devote yourself to an ideal you'll become something else entirely and when I was kind of thinking about it before the film on, I thought, yeah, no, I'll put a page on my website that I can do financial services. And after him saying that quote, I was, I was like, no, I need, to, I need to devote myself. Like me just doing, going in half cock sort of thing was mm -hmm. not going to change anything. So I need to like fully blown go into financial services and nothing else and then go, you know, people say, what is it, uh, an inch wide and a mile deep. Um, I didn't do it straight away, but... I knew that was my plan was to do it. Yeah. If that makes sense. And then there was the uh, a quote right at the end of Batman Begins where Gary Oldman says to Batman like I never thanked you. And Batman says um you'll never have to because he he protects Gotham without any kind of expectation in in return and when I when I was kind of thinking about giving information, I was like, yeah, I'll do it so I can build an email list or I'll do it and I'll put a like, sales thing on the end. And I was like, no, if I just actually, people just want to learn and build trust. If I do it without trying to be salesy, 
that'll work. And then obviously one of the most famous quotes from it is, why do we fall so we learn to pick ourselves up again? And I was obviously afraid to do videos, get my face up. And I was like, if I don't do it, I've got to just realize I'm going to, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to fail, but it's okay because it's like, you know, riding a bike, we all, we all fall off there. Mm. We just learn to, to, to do it. And, um, the sort of people buy from people thing, I guess is more, I watched the trilogy, obviously, uh, it was more from the dark night when they, they were so fascinated by the joke was so fascinated by who Batman was. And it was, and this whole, the whole kind of thing about the mask, I was kind of like, I've got this mask of stock images everywhere. Mm. So I've got to take that off. And that's when I, the first thing I did was that when I put my, my face on the the hero banner and then that got that call the next day. So, yeah. But <laughs> it's not an uncommon thing, though, is it? Because, I mean, that, that's a very similar story to my own. Mm. Um, before um, the Youpreneur uh, event that I went to last year, I think mm-hmm. I just about put my first photo of myself on my website. Yeah. It was a similar thing. I, yeah, natural introvert. I'm not mm. comfortable on video. Putting myself, you know, that, that term, I, I don't like the term putting yourself out there because it's not necessarily a good mm-hmm. thing to do just without a plan. Absolutely. Um, but it was it was it was hard standing in front of a video camera, yeah. Um, putting your face out there, reaching out to people because I'd been the one behind the curtain. I'd been mm-hmm. the one doing the marketing for other businesses. I'd been running the departments and all the rest of it, and it was always someone else that just seemed to have that sort of personality out there in front, or, or, or whatever it may well be. And it was just comfortable for me, and I got very very comfortable. But then all of a sudden, you just take away that sort of comfort blanket, and it's you exposed. And that's a raw nerve. It's hard. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that when you, when you sort of put that in front of um, potential clients, you probably get a fair amount of resistance at the beginning. So how do yeah. you kind of help people overcome that? Uh, well, we, we, actual clients, it's rare that any of them will, will want to do it. And we, we have to rely on more sort of traditional methods. So it's, you explain to them that it's gonna, your cost per lead is going to be higher the the less video that you do Mm. so actually i haven't cracked that apart from we've got a community of like self-employed brokers who they are it's their business and they're doing and they we've actually had more luck helping them not our clients market their business in the way that we do Mm. and our sort of bigger clients all they care about is getting leads and it's like they've got bigger budgets so Mm we do a lot of more of the traditional methods and we, we try and get them to do more. But it, yeah, it's, I, I found it really, really difficult as well. And I did a, like, um, I challenged myself to do a video a day, a bit like what you're sort of doing at the minute you were saying with your LinkedIn, like putting something out there every day. I think you just get to a point where you, you break the wall of like noticing that the camera is there. Mm. And I always think about it, like when you're learning to drive, you're thinking about the gear sticks and the, all the levers and the mirrors and everything like that. And you get to a point where you don't think about that anymore. It's all mm. natural. I think it's literally the same with, with video. It's just mm. do as much of it as possible. Do as much yeah. as possible in private, like set up a, like I set up a private <laughs> uh, Instagram account or you yeah. do a private Facebook group and just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And yeah. Funny. I, I did a similar thing um, at the end of last year. Um, I met, um, Ian Anderson Gray at the event who yes. has been on the show and um, something he said um, at one of the, uh, the first event and 
sort of just gave a bit of encouragement. I looked at some of his stuff and then I just thought, right, I'm just going to, and I did exactly the same thing. Funny enough, 30 videos in 30 days. I mm-hmm. used them in various different places. I did some of them, um, on Facebook, some of them, um, within my marketing. And now I use video in all sorts of things. And mm-hmm. I think I actually failed at getting to the 30 videos. I think I hit about 27 in 30 days, but I was like, do you know what? I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. I look back on the, the, the first ones and they make me cringe. They're still out there, but yeah, you know, they're out there and it just means it's got better. But I also think that there are things that you just need to keep repeating and doing more of it. So yeah, I've, I've got yeah. another thing that I'm doing, trying to get 20 done in 20 days. Just, you know, why not? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of being valuable, but also it's, it's developing another skill or it's, it's keeping that skill going and business is as much personal development. It is, is business development, I think. So, Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I think some people struggle with like what to say so that some people might think, Oh, 30 videos, cool. what, you know, I've got 30 topics to talk about, but going back to, I think it's sort of kind of said earlier on that people are searching these questions online. So we use things like answer the public, um, SEM rush just to find the questions that people ask online and then literally answer them. Like mm. if you go to answerthepublic.com, put in a, uh, whatever it is you do. So for like, oh, guys, you know, remortgage or mortgage or whatever, it will give you tons of questions and then literally just put them in a list mm. and answer each one and do it in a minute and do one a day and you'll be, you'll be all set. You'll be good. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of coming on to what you're talking about as well around the P2P and all the rest of it. And, mm-hmm. and the way you get over yourself is by realizing you're not creating the content for you. You're creating yeah. it for your client. Um, Absolutely. You know, my ethos is think like a fish. That's the name of the business. But it's whole think like a fish, not like a fisherman. No matter how much you love chocolate cake, you're never going to catch a fish with chocolate cake because fish love worms. So it's about <laughs> understanding what your client wants yeah. and actually then sort of leading with that doesn't matter if you hate what it is that they want and they need mm-hmm. give it to them um i'd suggest if you hate it then you're probably in the wrong business and serving the wrong kind of person but you know yeah. side side point but yeah it's it's about really understanding the questions that people have and yeah, we're in a we're in a, a world now where there's just tons of information and, and mm-hmm. you know, we don't need more information what we need is context and what we need is a bit of wisdom around that context but also let's be honest a bit of entertainment with it as well, like make it interesting. Yeah, and I know that's something that you're, 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 you're doing with a lot of your content. And you know, many people wouldn't think of, of talking about Batman, for example, on, the, <laughs> on a podcast about financial service, lead generation and all that kind yeah. of thing. But it's, it's a different way of, of telling a story. And, and mm-hmm. I know you're also doing so. You've got a YouTube channel that you're doing something yes. quite different with, aren't you, at the moment? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. So I just sent over today, actually, a guy who was inquiring about uh, car finance leads. And I sent him the video that I did um, for kind of Facebook advertising for car finance. And I have decided with my YouTube, I'm going to try and do videos on mixing the, the keyword. So I'm using like TubeBuddy to find keywords that people searching for on YouTube around what we do. And then I'm mixing that with a film. So I did the car finance the thing alongside Gone in 60 Seconds, the uh, film with Nicolas Cage. Mm. So there are sort of clips in there. And then I'll try and make it funny, whether I do or not. But I think the point is, some people will think, what an idiot, don't want to work with him. Some people will think, this guy's pretty cool. He's not like stuffy and like trying to be bigger or better than what he is he's like a normal person looks quite fun to work with 
Um, and they're all more like, so when we get on the phone, we built that rapport. I was thinking it's like everything I do, I'm just trying to build rapport with people mm. on autopilot. But yeah, like get, I, I think you've got to get to a point where, cause like I wouldn't have done that a year ago or a couple of years ago. Like, and then there's, I've done a new one which integrates mission impossible with um, a marketing plan for mortgage brokers. And there's a bit where the coffee table in here, um, you know, in Mission Impossible One, when they go down like the uh, the shaft oh, yeah. thing, and yeah, he's on the, he's on the ropes, yeah. yeah. And then so the video has that bit for Mission Impossible, and then cuts. You know, when he's like suspended, and cuts to me, and I'm lying on the coffee table, saying, "Guys, I, I don't think it's going to work." And then we haven't even put a green cloth on the table or anything. So it's like showing that because we couldn't get it to work, I was like, "Well, I'll show us trying to get it to work," <laughs> and it's funny, and it's. Re- but it's ridiculous. And some people will think that guy's really unprofessional. I don't want to work with him. But some people will think, yeah, I want to work with someone like that because they're, they're fun. So well, it's about repelling yeah. the people that you don't want. Because let's be honest, exactly. if somebody didn't think that that was funny, then they're not going to get on with you anyway. No, exactly. I don't want to work with them. And because we've, we're fortunate position that we've gone, you know, we've gone a mile deep with our knowing our customer, like you say, and we've got, you know, our event, our podcast, we, we get, plenty of inquiries every day that we are in a comfortable position that we can like decide that we don't want to work with people because we don't want to and then Mm. our content helps us actually filter filter those out which is which is great and do you do you you operate a similar kind of approach with your clients or do you have a slightly different way of doing it why don't you sort of explain the process that you would take um let's say a a mortgage broker for example yes from start to finish from struggling to maybe generate a decent number of leads to mm. getting a predictable number, however many that looks like for them, five, 10, 20 leads uh, or yeah. inquiries a, a month, say, for example. Yeah. So they, like I say, our clients just would think that's bonkers. Although a lot of them kind of like it, they will just not be comfortable doing it. I can't imagine any of my clients lying on a coffee table as part of a video. The more we get them just, just even talking to a camera and answering the question and just being themselves without adding too much personality. It, I have a little graph that I send in my proposals that it's like the cost per lead is if you don't do any video um, is here. Uh, if, you're, if you're not a specialist and you don't do video, the cost per lead is up here. If you're a specialist but don't do video, it's a bit further down. If you're a specialist and you do do video, it's right down here. So it's kind of like, if you don't want to do video, you don't want to do P2P marketing, you just want leads, that's fine. We can help you because Facebook ads and Google ads, it makes it fairly easy to generate leads. It's just your contact rate won't be as high and your cost per lead will be high. So you're paying more to get the business than the other guy over here that's willing to do that. If you're happy with that and the numbers still stack up, then we'll, we'll do it for you if you want. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, some, some businesses, they, they have a slightly different type of problem, don't they? Um, yeah. I've worked in financial services and run marketing. And, and I know sometimes some of those clients, they need a, a, a number of leads to keep their sales. Team yes, busy, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that's yeah. A, it's a weird thing. It's like, well, hang on, you could get better leads, but you want less just to kind of keep your salespeople busy. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's kind of yeah. a weird thing. I've worked in that sort of call center environment where I've had to, you know, uh, circa sort of 40, 50 grand a month budget but you've got a call center to feed and it mm. is you, the focus is on getting quick leads rather than mm. quality leads. They um, rather have phone numbers to call. Yeah, exactly. They want to keep their people busy. Um, and then it, it literally becomes 
who, how quickly can you get hold of that person rather than how, so there are, so I've got a video explaining the two different types of leads. The one that you get hold of, you've got to jump on it as quickly as possible and get hold of it. If you've got the facility to do that, you're happy with that, then that's that type of lead. Or there's a lead where you build that kind of rapport. So that is important. That's for some people, they want that call center type lead. They just want numbers to ring. They're good at sales. They're quite happy to spend longer on the call, building the rapport that way, which is a bit easy. Yeah. Obviously, it's a bit more of an old school kind of way, but there's no, I don't think there's any right or wrong. It's just those cost no. more, but they're quicker. I've got another, oh God, I'm just, I'm just advertising my videos here, mate. Sorry. I've got, <laughs> go for it. I've got a video where we create this triangle where you've got um, quality at the top. Everyone wants quality. And then you've got cost and time. Mm. And we're, we're saying you can only have two of those if you want quality. So you can have, if you want cheap leads fast, you're not going to have the quality. If you want uh, cheap leads, you've got to wait time. If you want them quick, you've got to, pay for it if that kind of makes mm. sense so with this triangle you can only have two of three at once mm. if that kind of makes sense yeah so, absolutely and it, it takes time to build rapport so yes naturally yeah, exactly. it's going to it take longer but yeah it does make it easier in the long run the yeah long run. yeah exactly so it shortens that yeah. time when you pick up the phone because they've yeah. literally already decided you know one of my mentors he um he sort of explained to me he goes one of the one of the biggest leading indicators today is in, in terms of future revenue is video view time like, you know, in a digital, yeah. in a digital mm. world, it's like, if you can see that your video view time across all your videos, for example, are on the rise and they're increasing, it is a leading indicator in terms of, you know, obviously if you're doing good video, you're not just, you know, making videos yeah. about Batman, for example, yeah, you're, <laughs> which would be fine, <laughs> which would be fine. <laughs> um, but no, you're adding value and all the rest of it because you know, if people aren't finding it um, valuable, then they're not going to continue watching. So your view time would go down, but mm -hmm. it's, it's today one of the biggest leading indicators of revenue coming into your business because people are spending the time with you. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're getting to know you and when they're ready. Yeah, absolutely. That's when they come to you. And I, I found that quite an interesting way of seeing it. And yeah. it's one of the reasons why I started thinking, right, I, better do some video better do some video um, no absolutely i think absolutely. it works as well with podcasting as well oh 100 percent. yeah the, the the media i think it is like I, I, we get more people listen to our podcast than we do watch our videos mm. and we uh, we've probably i'm just trying to think off the top of my head whether we, we've certainly had a uh, business from both video and podcast but whether we actually get more from because i'm talking for like 45 minutes rather than for 10 and it's some of it may be subliminal because they're doing other things whilst listening. So you, you could argue that the podcasting format actually builds more rapport mm. than the video thing. Well, there, there, there aren't many other formats that allow you to uh, literally be uh, in the shower with someone without, <laughs> without being arrested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because some people take them into the shower and you know they <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. It, 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 it is odd yes i mean if you're a service company and you do the work like the podcast for me has been absolute game changer i don't know about for you but yeah that is probably it's hard to say which has had more impacts but potentially if i had to give up one or the other i'd probably give up the video i think i enjoy the video more I mean, I lo absolutely love them both, mm. but I definitely get more people. I get more ears than I do eyes, certainly. 
And it's probably something to do with the, the type of client you serve and all that kind of thing. And, and it would be probably different if you were in a different yeah, market. No, absolutely. Yeah, there's no, I think just being in business and working with, I didn't always used to work with just financial services. That even, even, so even with mortgage brokers, there's no silver bullet for them, even though it's same products. Every brand reacts differently. We've got slightly different strategies for almost every brand, even though they're selling the same thing. There's no silver bullet for any business, I don't think. Or if there, ha- if there is, well, I haven't worked it out yet. And, and when you do, um, tell me and then, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll we'll, pick we'll, we'll up go. Master Martin and we'll yeah, chat absolutely. about it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So coming back to the kind of process that you would take a client through. So you, mm-hmm. you've mentioned there that each one is slightly different with every single person you work mm-hmm. with. But do you have a general framework that you would start with and then iterate on top of that? So somebody comes to you, they, um, they want to start generating leads with you. What does that process look like? Yeah, no, absolutely. So coming back to what you said earlier about sort of understanding your customer and thinking like a, a fish. And one a big thing that really helped me was creating my branding document, but not the branding document that's got design and colors and fonts and everything. It's the like, who are we? Why we do what we do? And I think that uh, another point of the um, being a specialist and your why and devoting yourself to an ideal, my ideal is about my client rather than about me. So a lot of people say, oh, my why is my kids, my family and everything like that. My why is I don't want anyone in financial services to have to stress about where the next deal is coming from. Mm. It's all about them rather than about me. So again, it's being selfishly unselfish and everything I do is to for that why. And it's which, very interesting because I've come to a similar kind of thing as well. It's mm. like my why is not publicly about you know me and you know providing mm-hmm. for the family which yeah everyone's got that yeah you know, mine is something similar it's it's anyone that's had the courage to actually start a business really deserves every opportunity to succeed i think yeah. because they've taken that but the unfortunate thing is many don't simply mm-hmm. because they don't understand like they're brilliant at what they do yeah they just don't know how to attract clients and market their business because they're not mm-hmm. professional marketers and I, and I think that's a tragedy so my why is to help as many of those people that have had the guts to mm-hmm. actually go out and start their, their, their business yeah. to, to have as much success as they can you know, possibly have. So yeah, it's interesting. And I don't hear a lot of other people. That's, that's why I had to jump on that because yeah, no, not a lot of people talk of it in, in that way. No, because I think the, having your why has become very trendy since Simon mm. Sinek and, and start with the why and everything it is very trendy and a lot. And a lot of people say that, but yeah, the minute I, so I will, so obviously I want to provide my family and that is, you know, I will, I will pursue that why until I, unless it gets in the way of me mm. supporting my family and, and things mm. like that. But yeah, I think it's being really, and so I've made, we, we created a um, online uh, coaching tutorial platform membership thing, which I've now decided to make free because it wasn't in like, we did it to help the self-employed broker that can't afford to use us as an agency. So it didn't make sense to charge them another subscription when we're saying, yeah. I was talking to you earlier about using Bonjour. I recommend that they use Bonjour and that's like another subscription. And I teach them how to use things like Active Campaign. That's another subscription. It didn't make sense. It wasn't in line with why I was doing it. Um, and now we've made it free. We've got, you know, absolute bucket load of people in there. And 
yeah again people might think i'm naive and bonkers and like people do like a guy rang me up today and it's like why why is this free why are you doing it and i was just like i my in november this month uh oh god last month it's december already last month (laughs) we had two two absolutely ideal clients who were perfect fit for us and they absolutely loved that we help self-employed brokers that we're transparent so it's helping my core business by doing it for free indirectly if that makes sense so it kind of helped me make up my mind that yes I'm, I'm devoting time to these people whether they become a client or not or just for no other reason mm. than to help them but the byproduct is I seem to get more in return it doesn't make any sense it shows that you're embedded in the industry and you're interested in helping the industry that yeah. you, you serve it's also potentially the ultimate long-term play because if people take what you do and they grow, then maybe they'll come back. Maybe they won't. You don't know. But mm. yeah, I mean, that is, there's not many people that do that. And that no, you know, I mean, we, we have got like partnerships and things and I do would like a sponsor to pay for it. Um, but again, if a sponsor, that's, if a sponsor pays for it, they're still helping my goal because then I could put more time into it and I can, yeah. so everything is around that, that ideal, that why of, helping i don't want anyone because i remember stressing about you know when i was earlier saying about my nine day rates a week working for rubbish clients not charging enough because i didn't know how to get because i know how stressful it is so i don't i just don't want anyone else to mm. feel like that so mm. that's what drives us i mean i've got to obviously my priorities are on my paying clients i've got to look after them i've got to make sure and my priorities obviously get more business to um so what our business can survive but if i can still help other people with the podcast we've got events and everything like that i think we should it's like trying to get a good balance Mm. um and no one's gonna you know i'm not gonna work for free i won't do a lot of one-on-one consult uh i can't even say it consult that's why i don't do (laughs) consultation like i can't can't do a one-on-one consultation because i can't say it but i won't you know if anyone asks me something in one-to-one in facebook messenger or whatever i'll say look you have to ask me in the group so i can share it with everyone i can't you know i'm not um but that's just making use of the leverage that's available and the tools yeah. and all the rest of it. But mm-hmm. also it, it's understanding that you, you cannot help everyone like one-on-one there is, you know, there's only enough and a certain num- uh, uh, amount of hours in the day. Mm-hmm. So you physically cannot help more people and no. more people are not necessarily going to be able to afford whatever it is that you do. And then that mm-hmm. goes the same with everyone. But that doesn't mean that you still can't help people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I think that one of the ways to grow a business is become ruthlessly protective over yours and your team's one-on-one time because that's yeah. the most valuable thing you have. Absolutely. That doesn't mean you're being selfish because by doing the kind of things that you're talking about and actually spreading um, content that is valuable, that mm. you're, you know, you're putting out there with no expectation, you're actually being able to help those people that cannot come on board with you on your one-on-one or, or, mm-hmm. or paid versions. So you're still able to help all sorts of people and you're giving that without expectation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it, a rising tide lifts all ship, especially if you're specializing and focusing on an, an industry. And if you help as many, you know, more people then everyone improves and maybe that's the ultimate long-term play and you know, they come to you. They Absolutely. <laughs> they, they, yeah, it just, it does work. Um, and there's, um, some people say there's this law of reciprocity where, um, when you help someone, they feel like they want to help you back. And it kind of worked for me with, with you, Preneur, actually, because I was listening to Chris Ducker for, for ages 
and take, taking all this free content. And I went to the, not the, the second summit. I think it was the first one you went to as well. I literally bought my ticket for that because I felt like I owed him money. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I got, you know, this guy's helped me so much with this. Because he was, the, it was him saying, there's no B2B, there's no B2C, there's only P2P. That quote, the first time I heard it, has stuck with me. And although, you know, Batman cemented it, it came from Chris. Mm. And I felt like I owed him money for that. So I bought his ticket because of this law of reciprocity, I think. So I think people do give back when they're, when they're good and ready. Um, and it's all, yeah, you know, I had a conversation today with a guy. I spoke to him a couple of years ago. And, and now he's in a position where he is working for a firm with like 100 advisors. And then he's put me in touch with the, the owner. So that could be a massive bit of business for us or could be 100 people at our next event. You, you don't know what's going to come back. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, you just have no idea, do you? And uh, yeah, these things can just snowball and become all sorts of yeah, absolutely. You know, different things. So yeah, Alex, so if, to, to, to end this, could you leave people with maybe your kind of, and, and I don't like necessarily saying your go-to tip or your tactical strategy, but if mm-hmm. someone's out there thinking, right, I need to generate more leads, what's one thing that you would say to them that they could sort of take from this and go, okay, I could go and just give this a go and see what would happen? What yeah, would you no, suggest? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so we, what we kind of say to our, a lot of our people in our group and, and brokers and things like that is that obviously I've got those four principles, but don't try and, you know, I didn't, change my business overnight. I did little bits at a time. So I, I firmly believe that everyone loves a specialist. So if you're not, if you've got an existing business at the minute and you, you are quite broad brush and you do lots of things, concentrate on or have a think about which one do you enjoy the most? Where are the best clients? Because I had two, um, two things that I had a lot of experience in. One was financial services and randomly the other one was in sports products, which is, uh, you know, it had nothing to do with each other. <laughs> so I, in my gut, I felt financial services was a bigger market. It felt more scalable that when they wanted to grow, they just needed another advisor and a laptop. Lots of people were searching for it online. So it felt natural for me to go in that way. But then do that, do that research in terms of, um, I use SEM Rush. There's a free version of just seeing what kind of volume of traffic there is of people asking the questions about a particular, if there is something you can niche into, if that makes sense. Mm. And then concentrate on on that particular thing and start creating content on that rather than bits and pieces here and there on everything so kind of do that niching down without actually telling the world if that makes sense Mm. and then when you start building some traction that way then start narrowing it down narrowing it down so that's that's what we did we 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 so although batman sort of put me in that frame of mind that I've got to do it. I put a plan in place and then I tested the financial services stuff first. We did put a landing page up. We did start doing LinkedIn ads. I say we, it was just me at that time. <laughs> at that time. I was doing ads to sing and I was getting leads in. I was like, and then it escalated the more I changed my actual homepage on my website and everything like that. So start with thinking about where you could be and put that plan in place of, of getting yourself there by gradually sort of testing it rather than oh no i've got to change my whole business overnight Mm. just little bits but yeah people people are asking questions about it just answer them Mm. as you get yourself comfortable doing the camera stuff but for me that's that's worked for me and and everyone that i know that's kind of specialized and gone through that route and found out that there is a market for it 
Yeah, it's kind of like thinking, who do you serve? What mm-hmm. do they need help with? Or what, what is the biggest problems that they're facing or problem? Mm-hmm. What are the questions around that subject or that problem that they are asking? Yeah. Create answers to it. And then where are they hanging out to put that in front of them? Yeah. And that's where you can get into the, 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 the quagmire of, of tactics and all the rest of it, because you could do SEO and Facebook advertising and da, 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 da. Sometimes yeah. the most obvious places, uh, you know, the whole Occam's razor thing, like the simplest solution is often the best. Mm-hmm. Go and find where they hang out. Is there, you know, is there an association that they're all linked to? Because that's the beauty of specialism. Can you go and get in front and offer to do a free value-based talk that is all based around the content and the questions you've created? Get in front of a room of 50 of your ideal clients. Absolutely. And give some value and see what happens at that. You don't necessarily need all this fancy digital stuff if that's no, something no, no. that you're not. Yeah. But the principles, it all comes down to those principles. Your four principles are fantastic because it's all about people. It is all about people. Marketing is about people. Business is about people. People value relationships and you only get into relationships by having conversations in the first place. Now that can be a virtual conversation um, where you, you know, it's kind of one way at the beginning, but then they're almost having the conversation back with you in your mind. And then boss, mm. you know, over, over time they, in, you know, interact and all the rest of it. That's a conversation. You can yeah. go onto LinkedIn, have conversations through LinkedIn. Absolutely. So many options that you can do. So it, it, it's kind of like, don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. Um, one, one thing I will say is like, cause it's hard in the beginning because people lurk, people who take action don't often like stuff. So when you're putting content out there and not many people are liking it, that's not an indication of whether people really like it, if that kind of makes sense. I had um, a guy who's kind of beginning of his journey, a broker, he said, oh, I put, um, put some content out there about the, the ISAs closing in, in November. And nobody liked it. But I know for a fact, four people opened out their accounts because they told my, my girlfriend that they opened it because of that content. Mm. So likes is not an indicator of whether people like it, if that kind of makes sense. It's a vanity metric, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You, you can't take a, a like to a bank and say, right, give me, no, give exactly. me a fiver. Exactly. But, but we naturally think, oh, no one's like this thing. Um, so it's not working. That's not a thing at all. And then, yeah, so that's really hard to get your heart around. And then I think what, what you and I have done is, so I suppose you said go out and find your, a, a channel where you can speak, but if you get to a point if you've decided and you're like, I'm definitely going down this route, create your own media channel. That's what you and I have done with our podcast. Yeah. If no, even if someone's done it there before you'll, you'll do it in your different way, but chances are no one has created a podcast in what you're going to niche into. If you choose to solve one specific problem and then, and, and they've never created a podcast with you as the voice. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, it all comes down to your yeah, you putting yourself out there, your yeah. perspective, your story, your way of explaining things. Exactly. Um, and then like the Facebook group, people love the, that community and then doing events as well. Now that's, that's why we've done all those things. We've created our own media channels in, in every kind of environment. And that is absolutely priceless now for our, our business. And ultimately behind all of that, what you've created is community. Yeah. And communities exactly. are based around and built of people. Yeah. People buy from people. That's it. And if that's not proof in the pudding, I don't know what is. That is, mate. Beautiful note. So on that beautiful note, (laughs) I think I'm going to say thank you ever so much, Alex, for coming on. Um, We could talk for a long, long time. I know. I feel like I'm just getting warmed up, mate. (laughs) But before I let you go, I'm going to have to ask you to tell me a joke. Oh, 
Oh, yes. So <laughs> Now, before Alex does tell his joke, um, I need to put a bit of context around this. Yeah. That, uh, before the event, he um, did a very funny introduction video, which was very kind of Ricky Gervais, um, David Brent-esque. Um, and he basically said, yeah, I'm a very funny man. I'm a very funny man. And uh, people love my jokes. And he had video of him. And this is just another example of, of using content in a way that people remember. Because I remembered Alex. We hadn't met before the event. But I remembered yeah. that. And I went up and introduced myself and said, I thought yeah. that was fantastic. But yeah, going up and telling jokes. Yeah. And I said that when you come on this podcast, I'm going to get you to tell your jokes. So that's, that's right. why I'm doing it. But what was funny about the video was like no one laughed at any of the jokes. So I got people that I knew I told them the, the concept that I'll tell you a joke and you just got to react really badly that it's awful so it, it, the way it was Brent was because no one laughed uh, so it was actually me thinking I was good at jokes but but rubbish um so this is a joke that someone told me at the event and it was a good obviously a good icebreaker because so I chat to loads of people because of that so yeah top tip if you go to a conference and they make you do a video do something obscure like like your own as well the, the, the fake the fake Live. The fake live. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll put that up somewhere one day. I don't know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm a bit afraid to put mine out there to the general public. So, yeah, this is a joke someone told me at the event. <laughs> like, um, how can you find um, Will Smith in the snow? Look for the fresh prints in the snow. So, Alex, it's been lovely having you. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to do that all along. Oh, yes. You walked into it. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. Alex, no, genuine pleasure to have you on. It's been a, a great conversation. Um, people should go to theleadengine.com if they're inter- you know, if you're in oh, financial services. .co.uk. You did so well with the research oh, at the beginning and just absolutely could have sent them to someone. I don't know who's got theleadengine.com. No, I, I would give you some... Uh, yeah, some crap for not having the dot com, but I couldn't get think like a fish dot com either. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, if you're in financial services, if you're looking for someone that is, uh, you know, a, a genuine expert at helping you get leads for financial services, and you want to do it and have a bit of fun at the same time, you know, work with someone that, that would be fun to work with. If with you like great jokes, story. exactly awesome. with great jokes, and if you pay him enough money, I'm sure he'll let you stroke his beard. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, go to the leadengine.co.uk. Is there anywhere else? Um, connect with you on LinkedIn, you know, where are you uh, most? Yeah, so LinkedIn is probably my most sort of predominant platform where I've actually got followers and stuff because I'm absolutely rubbish at Instagram and Twitter and, and all that. I've got like zero followers on there, but like a hefty amount on LinkedIn. So I, I suppose that's where my clients are. And yeah, I don't know, it just feels like my platform. But obviously the Facebook group is uh, Lead Generation for Financial Services and the podcast of the same name. And your YouTube channel now? The YouTube channel? Oh, do you know what? I don't know. Um, well, send it to me afterwards and I, I will uh, I I'll put it in the show notes. I don't know. I think you've got to have a certain amount of subscribers to get your actual name on, on the link. And I'm only just sort of really going into it since the uh, summit in November. So I don't think I'm good enough yet to have the uh, proper URL. Well, uh, I'll dig it out. I'll, <laughs> I'll dig it, it out and notes. you might have to click it. And I'll put it in the show notes. So forward slash 395 uh, yeah, X5321. Get, <laughs> get a bit.ly for your next interview. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> always learning, mate. Always, always learning. Always. Awesome. Well, Alex, thanks again for coming on. It's been a pleasure. And um, all that's left to say, happy fishing. Yes. Thank See you, mate. You Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Thanks so much for tuning into the show today. I know there are a lot of podcasts you could be listening to, but you've chosen this one and I'm truly grateful for that. And if you've enjoyed this week's episode, I'd love if you could just take a few quick minutes to share your thoughts and leave an honest rating review for the show over on iTunes. It's not only important for helping others discover the show, but I also read each and every submission personally, and they really do mean the world to me. So thanks very much in advance and happy fishing.